I'm super cocky on Linux, but to other people, I don't know if I'm nice to them. You know what I'm saying? Because we grew up a couple blocks from Big L and Mason, Kim and, and McGruff. I don't know if this shit I'm saying could even compare to the shit that I'm growing up on. So I'm kind of easy with the, I'm humble outside of Linux Avenue. I'm super humble. Many of you may know Jay Mills for being arguably one of the greatest battle rappers of all time. A lyrical gladiator who stood in coliseums with dudes from Lennox to Long Beach, spitting bars that make your face grow up and never flinching an inch. His battles would make the covers of Smack DVD like a dunk on the new 2K. I hope this conversation with my dear friend Millsy gives you a more colorful picture of a living legend. The premise of the podcast is connecting or reconnecting with people who have, as I kind of go on this journey myself, figuring out who I am, who I'm trying to be in this world right now, people who have had incredible impacts on me and not just you as a friend, but also you, I think, as a music legend. So Mm -hmm. I want to take it all the way back to you meeting my brother and you guys starting Most Hated and like, what's the energy like in Harlem at that time? Um, well, you grew up with me, so we 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 grew up together. I, I should say um, we grew up together. Yes. Yeah. So I went to school with your brother Chio, and we went to CS two hundred together. So we always just had a bunch of personality. Always was drawing and just real RC jokesters and stuff like that. And we also hung out on the same avenues. You know, I'm saying if y'all was up by Esplanade and we was on Forty Fourth and you know, stuff like that. So I think just naturally, I don't want to say it like this, but I think our crew just grew into being a crew because we was kind of the dudes in the hood who wasn't really like, can I curse? Yeah. So we no, wasn't- be, be 100% yourself. Yeah, we wasn't on the dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, Chio wasn't on the dumb shit. I wasn't on the dumb shit. But CS200 is elementary school. For people who don't know, that's elementary school. So what does it mean to not be on dumb shit in elementary school? There was kids kids when we were in the fifth, sixth grade that you knew what it was with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, I mean, now as an adult, you didn't know that then, but you just knew something wasn't right. You knew when you came back from Easter, you had some fly shit on and they had the same thing. You knew when you came back from Christmas, you might have joked on them a little bit more because you didn't know, like, damn, they still got the same coat. You didn't get nothing for Christmas. And so you knew the kids that was just growing to just be on some some wild shit. And I think most hated was most so we were just some cool get fly. We want to mess with the girls. We want to go to the car show on uh Easter. Easter. <laughs> some people wanted to go to the car show to rob people on Easter. We wanted to go to the car show to get girls' numbers and then go to the skate key to get more numbers of girls from other boroughs. <laughs> That's not dumb shit. That's just right. kidding. <laughs> right, we're not right. causing no harm. We're not robbing nobody. We're not stealing. We're not, we're not even hopping the train. We're too cool for that shit. We like, mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying? So right, right, right. I think as we got older, we just all grew into that, like the whole most hated thing. We have been rapping on public access. That was like <laughs> rap in the basement to us. Right, right. What, you know, mad ciphers? Like, what, we could see ourselves on, I don't care if it's, it, to us it was cable, even if it only yeah. came on internet. I think I found public access when I found the Robin Bird show. You know about the Robin Bird show? You're ridiculous, oh, yes. I know about the Robin Bird show. So, 
For some reason, one night I found the Robin Bird show, right? Oh, this show comes on on this these type of channels. <laughs> and maybe other shows come on on these type of channels, right? So I just ended up watching Public Yo. Access Saturdays, right? I used to watch Public Access on Saturdays. I was a little freaky kid, just watching Public Access on Saturdays. And then I started watching it through the weekdays. And I would find out, like, they had stuff like Flavor Videos. Remember, remember Flavor Videos? Uh, and you could call in and request videos, Bobby Simmons flavor videos. So now I'm like, oh, this ain't just like some little uh, Times Square show, Robin Bird joint. They really got like actual videos because I was a video fanatic. I, I, I was, all jokes aside, I was like a kid that I taped videos. I taped, I, my mother used to tape Midnight Love and Video Vibrations. She used to tape mm-hmm. Donnie Simpson and Sherry Carter interviewing people. So I would see her tapes of Babyface and Pebbles on Video Soul. And then when them shits got old, if another bad creation is performing on the Apollo tonight, I'm staying up till one in the morning. And I'm gonna record over Babyface and Pebbles because they not they not that's not what we listen to no more. Like I swing right, my beat right. at the playground. I need right. to see the playground <laughs> on Apollo because it's you don't catch reruns of the Apollo at this time. Right, right. There ain't no reruns. If you don't stay up and see Apollo, show your love. If you don't see Steve Harvey with the fade when he come on, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Runs, you know, you couldn't go to YouTube and see another bad creation before <laughs> Playground because you couldn't stay up till one. Right. Of I used to record every single thing. Like I used to record every single thing, and I remember when it got to a point where now I'm studying all of the things I'm recording. Like, not like, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this in like the, 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 the right way. Like, Don't I'm right. that the things that my uncles and my aunts and my moms, that the things that I find cool because they find it cool, now through public access, I'm starting to see like things I might like that's cool. Like, Oh, I might not see this video on Video Soul. I like the youngsters. I like Shaheen. Like, I like Another Bad Creation and uh, uh, Criss Cross. Because I had the Criss Cross braids. Like, I'm a a fanatic of that. But now I'm also liking other things. So now, through growing up, we just naturally keep watching these channels. I watch Video Music Box all the time. So I'm still watching Public Access. So now I'm watching Public Access at night. All sorts of shows coming on. Now I start seeing a show, and it reminds me of Rap City, The Basement. It reminds me of, like, the last 15 minutes of when you're watching Rap City and Tigger will go in the booth with somebody. I'm like, oh, this look dope, but I'm seeing I'm seeing young kids on there. I'm seeing kids that's probably, and I'm saying kids because at this time, I, I would say I was a kid. Um, if I'm 17, 18 years uh- old, I'm a kid. You know, yeah. compared to right now, just to go back to the mind state of where I was at at 17, 18, and I'm just in my room looking at public access one night, and I see this show, and I see people rapping, and even though I'm not J-Mills, No, 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 and Young Money yet, in my hood, I'm J-Mills. You know what I'm saying? If I, I, all I know is 135th Street, where the two trains stop before it go to the Bronx. And if you in Harlem, you get off the two on 135th and you walk up. Right, right, right. In that little vicinity, I'm Jay Mills. So I'm looking at the show and I'm like, damn, 
some of these people is nice, but I think I could be, I think I'm nice enough to be on this show too. Now, at this point, I'm super cocky on Linux, but to other people, I don't know if I'm nice to them. You know what I'm saying? Because we grew up a couple blocks from Big L and Mace and Kim and, and McGruff. So right. I don't know if this shit I'm saying could even compare to the shit that I'm growing up on. So I'm kind of easy with the, I'm humble outside of Linux Avenue. I'm super humble. So I find the number at the end of Mad Ciphers on Public Access, Manhattan Neighborhood Network, and I calls and I raps over the voicemail. That's what they said do. They say, yo, if you want to be on our show, call this number and leave a 30-second, oh, word, use my mom's house phone, leave your message at the thing. I rapped on the voicemail. Uh, my name is Jay Mills. You can reach me at so-and-so-so, blah, blah, blah. Next day, they called me, and within like two days, I took a cab up there by myself. Nobody from Mo that. If you look at my first time on Mad Cyphers, you can pull it up on YouTube. You can find the footage. I have on a white t-shirt with plastic rosary beads with a Nike headband with braids hanging over it. Jay Mills, most hated. Let's get it right, man. This time around. Last time. I'm not really gonna keep talking. Um, um, um. Yo, listen, yo. It's a rap whenever my hand hugs the steel Cause I ain't never been a Buffalo fan But I love the Bills I'm a man that mingles And I got chips stacked on each other So my safe look like a can of Pringles Wanna battle Mills? Then you better rap with power Or get cut off real quick like the Magic Hour You little chumps can play if you want Cause I don't got asthma But everywhere I go I stay with a pump Slow up, don't make me blaze it off And have your clothes looking like you was wrestling in tomato sauce I'm a straight Hood nigga, the type to come to your house and punk you like Ghostface Killer did Big Tigger. Guns with full clips, I keep them. So if a nigga hating on Mills, it ain't gonna be good when I see him. And I don't really care if innocent people with him. Cause my bullets is like new Jordans, everybody gonna get them. But it's nothing if I'm without the gat. Cause I swing like Kim Griffey just without the bat. See, I speak what you think, and I don't watch NBC. I look at niggas' chains when I wanna see the weakest links. I'm all for stacks, and I nickname my gun on me. Cause that's where it's always at. Cats act like they live fancy. When they definition of the district is Canal and Delancey. Never saw a S5, all they know is Camrys. And they ain't thugs, they used to wearing thongs and panties. I can never bore you. So if you wanna hate, knock yourself out. Or better yet, I'll do this shit for you. Jay Mills, nigga. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, I, this. I, I remember getting there and being like, yo, this is the set. Like, this is... It was in, it was in uh, a Dominican dude uh, room at his mom's apartment up on like 180 something. It was like, it, it, but to us. It but was at like, the time, yeah, yeah. It was so big to us. You know what I'm saying? It was like a chance to see yourself on TV. Didn't care if it was, once again, I'm not no, no, no yet. I'm not on all these mixtapes and records being sold. I'm not, I'm living in my mom's crib, sharing a room with my brother at this time. So when they called me to go up there, I went up there, I rapped. And then they started showing me like at towards the end of the show. They would save my footage to show towards the end of the show. So I'm like, oh, this is dope. And then I remember being like, yo, we got to all go up there. I remember telling Vado and Tia and Clips and Bo, Troy, Big Rick. I remember telling all of them like, yo, we got to go up there. Like, 
we got to, I don't know whose idea it was to all wear jerseys, but you know, like that was our, our thing at the time, like authentic jerseys. So I don't know whose idea it was. I'm not going to say it was my idea, but I know I just was like, yo, we got to all go up there on some. This may sound funny, but we went up there on some major figure shit. Like, we, if you notice, we sent MH, all of our niggas that make money, MH. That was, we got that from major figures. We got that from Gilly the Kid and all of them. Like, MF, all of my niggas. But nobody in Harlem would know that if they wasn't really, we was listening to Philly niggas. I was listening to Philly niggas and Harlem niggas. But I don't got no problem with saying that. We don't got no problem with saying where we was heavy influenced by major figures and Gilly the Kid from Philly. And But we was also influenced by the niggas that was three blocks away from us. You know what I'm saying? So that showed on public access. And I think once I seen that, that might have hyped my, that might have like raised my confidence more in the hood. I think it, it raised all of our confidence more. I think it, it raised Vado confidence, clips, most hated, because yeah. now it's not just like Mills is on TV. It's like, we all on TV, you know what I'm saying? So you might not be that cool with Mills, but you might be wild cool with Troy and Big Rick. So you still feel like, oh, that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So now when we go to most hated cookouts, oh, it's different. Yeah. Now when we do anything, like it was different. So I think that was dope. There's so much space for gratitude when reflecting on the errors of your life. Enjoy and holding tight to the new things you are so blessed to love. Mills is married now with a beautiful family and a wife that gets him. Not the gladiator, but the man that is Jarvis. In one of his recent freestyles, he's on Funk Flex bragging about sleeping on a California king in California, enjoying some California green. His flow ever confident, like he always knew he'd be here. We going uptown? Okay. <clears throat> Gotta stay fresh, work the Dougie, baby. I know you love me. Feeling like Ace Boogie in the buggy. Feeling like Illmatic Nas in his rugby. Might get the half moon next time Kenny cut me. I don't know if that's your main chick or your side piece. All I know is where her eyes be. She looking like she want to try me. I got a very smiley because I'm very vibey. Like a young Teddy Riley, I'm a different type of breed. My hustle move at a different type of speed. Girl got different types of needs. I be out in California blowing different types of weed. And be clear, me and Khaled, we got different types of keys. Jeez, I'm just talking my shit. And anytime you hear Millsy, often this what you get. Guaranteed to fill each word. When I go, I'm a die Harlem legend with a clean name like D Ferg. This Reebok classics with no sock flow. I might give them the gum sole to match the watch though. And the Cali King each night. Yeah, I sleep tight and I eat nice burgers and lobster on a weeknight. You you mentioned about how you, like your mom will record these things, right? And I think something that I love and appreciate about your flow so much is that it's very Harlem. Your, your flow is very, very Harlem, even when you're battling. But do you think that when you discovered Onyx and Manhattan Access type rappers at this time, and like they kind of like are speaking to a, a version of the way you want to rap, right? But then the melodies and the way that you rap are so like R&B, old school, soul. Damn, that's kind of crazy. I never thought about it like that, but the fact that you just brought back up uh, when my moms used to record the, the performances and stuff like that, I think that's probably where the melodicness come from because before I was a rapper, I was like, I used to listen to a lot of R&B. Mm -hmm. You know, like my mom's was, uh, she probably listened to the OJs growing up, but 
she listened to Levert. You know what I'm saying? Like, she listened to, like, Cheryl Levert. Like, she might have grown up listening to the Osley brothers, but she really listened to Ron Osley. Right, you know what I'm right. She might have listened to The Deal, but she really listened to Babyface and L.A. Reid. So, yeah, I'm listening to whatever Babyface was doing. I was listening to it. So I was, I know the Boomerang soundtrack front to back. I know Tony Braxton's Secrets and the first album. I know that front to back. But my cousins was listening to TLC. But TLC is produced by the same person that produced the kid group I like with the braids. Oh, so whatever he do, I like. So now I'm listening to Crisscross, the Brat, TLC, because he do the kids group I like. So I'm listening to whatever he do. I like Biggie. Oh, this is the dude that do Biggie music. So now I just like all of that music now. I was, I always like, I think this is another thing that helped me with the melodicness too. Um, I was heavy on R&B music. Like you said, my mom's taped a lot of videos and stuff. She listened to rap music, but we grew up in Harlem. And I mean, Teddy Riley is God. So the block parties was heavy. Dougie, Teddy, Keith Sweat. You know what I'm saying? Even Keith Sweat was fire for us as kids because it was produced as Teddy. Like your mom's right. wasn't lit if she wasn't playing I Wanna or she wasn't right, playing right. I Love. Like she wasn't doing all that. Right. <laughs> your mom's didn't do this when she was getting dressed for the night. Then your mom's wasn't lit. That's what we grew up on. And I think the singing, you know, singing along, it probably did turn me into more of a flower. Like, I don't know. And you know what helped me become a rapper? I don't know if I said this a lot. I, I don't know if I ever said this anywhere, but or I don't. I know I've never broken it down like this. What helped me become a rapper was, um, I'm a jokester. You know, I'm a, I'm a super jokester, right? And, um, and living color was big. You know, like and living color was really big. Like I'm a in living color kid. I'm a Mad TV fanatic. You know what I'm saying? When the Living Color was over, I started watching Mad TV. Look what I can do. You look like a man. Like, it, I, I still, I, I was one of them people. So I was <laughs> super, super jokester with, with stuff, right? And I think through having the humor and watching them do things on the Living Color with things was like parodies, Weird Al Yankovic type shit, where it's like, just eat it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm a jokester, so I'm always yeah. changing the words to something. So I already know the flow to the song. I just got to change the words on some funny goofball shit. But once right. you're used to changing the words, you don't realize you've already taught yourself flow. Even if it's somebody else's flow, it's cool. You just learn it. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like sometimes we learn things without even knowing that we teaching ourselves something. Like I tell people all the time, if you could create a reel, you could be a director. Y'all just don't right. understand that you're directing. Maybe right. it's because I was on Final Cut Pro before I knew how to put the reel. But I remember the first time I made a reel, I said, that was work. Yo. I might as well put But also stuff. let's take it back to MySpace. We was we was coding on MySpace. We had to put a code for <laughs> Yo. You wanted to change the color of your page? Don't don't want to add a song. Don't want to have a song on your joint. Now hold up for a minute. Let me show you. How- 
want to know how I found out? Oh, man. This is the type of stuff I used to be doing, right? And your brother was doing this, too. So I, I'm not on the island by myself. Before I had a MySpace page, right? I had a mihente.com page. Yes. 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 Mihente.com. That was the very first. It was everything. It was so everything. I wanted to be Latin. I wanted to be Latin. And I made a page. And my name might have been, because my middle name is Antonio. So I might have been like Antonio on there. Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, that sounds like somebody that should be on mihente.com. Jarvis doesn't sound like somebody that should be on mihente.com. Mind you, Jarvis absolutely does. But go ahead with your cosplay. I'm in the 12th grade. I'm in computer class doing coding in the back of the class. I should not even be on mihente.com. What am I doing on this? They're trying to teach me how to make the background green. UGG three four five ten H's and three L's. How did I get to? Who even put me up on M I G E N T E dot com? Then when the teacher comes, like green, I had a profile and all of that. You want to know how wicked it got from there? Because it, it, it you know, what do they call it? They call that a a, a, a gateway drugs. This is what this was. <laughs> gateway drugs. Because now when I got home. You know what I did? You guessed it. I created a black planet page. I took that phone cord, and I plugged it in the back of the computer, and I had the phone line busy all weekend telling girls that I was 21. I was 17. She might be lying too. That's the that was the craziest thing about dial-up. You trying to keep it low, it's making crazy noise. It was bad, but those were the those were the things. When you said MySpace, it just took me down a, a rabbit hole of like, oh, what was we doing? I had a top yeah. forty eight. I had people in my team I never even met before. I had hoops, <laughs> flavor of love in my shit. I ain't never met no hoops. What was she doing in my shit? I ain't never met that child ever in life. Ever. Yo, what is wrong with you? Just telling you, I never met the child ever in my life. MySpace days, man. At his core, he is an artist with a jovial heart, a student that studies many masters, a poet who puts himself in position. I heard, speaking of you you, were co you coming into your flow, when you were also coming into being a rapper, I heard that you would battle anybody, anywhere, anytime. Yeah, that was, those were the wild days. But it well, was- Where was- Yeah, tell, tell me about that time, because- for me, I remember watching battles and feeling like it's, it was so scary but exciting, you know? I can't imagine being a battle rapper in, like, mm -hmm. in war whenever. Yeah. You know what? I think due to the fact that I was doing it at such a young age, you know they always say when you're young, you're a little more brave with a lot of things that you do. You're a, little more, you're a risk taker. You try things a little more. So we used to be so many of us i think it was so easy to just kind of be like Yo, you want battle bet let's do it like i got rhymes you got rhymes let's let's kind of get into it and i think yeah once you got that confidence when you do it a few times it gives you a rush it's kind of like i'm cool with if we get into a cypher if we battle if we however it go i know i got rhymes and i know i got some dope fly shit to say so yeah it just kind of became a rush but when you in the moment I don't know. It's a, I guess it's the confidence thing because I do remember times where I was nervous 
I do remember times where it was like, uh, you thinking more about the person's reputation than they got to show me. And I think after a certain mm-hmm. age, I got to a, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you Jay-Z. I don't care if you're not. Like, I remember as a kid, I don't want to say what rapper told me this, but it was one of my rap, one of my rapper friends as a kid. And he was a little more advanced in the industry things than me. He used to take me to like the Source magazine. Well, I don't got to say that. It was Shells. My Shells. Shout out to mm-hmm. Shell. We was younger. When I, I battled him in Times Square in front of Barcode one night. And we battled for like two hours, just me and him. Like, to the point where it was a tie. And I remember he was mad because he was like, I don't want nobody to lead a battle a tie. I'd rather lose than go home with a tie. But we got cool. And he started doing things like taking me to the Source Magazine building, taking me to the label. We, we was kids, but he started doing like little stuff like that. And I remember one day he asked me, he's like, yo, you think you're better than Mace or Jay-Z or Biggie or whatever? And I was like, nah, those is like legends. I can't be like better than them. And he was like, nah, you're supposed to always think you're better than them. He said, "That's." He said, you're supposed to think you're better than anybody. He said, you're supposed to think you're better than me. He said, I'm supposed to think I'm better than you. He said, that's just what it is. He said, I, he said, ain't nobody mm. planet Earth better than me unless they prove it to me. And I remember at that age, this is at like 14, 13, 14. I remember being like, oh, yeah, you got to prove it to me. Because at that point, I done battled so many people. I know I'm nice. So if it's other people that know you nice, then there's only one way to prove you better than me or I'm better than you. And that became like, I think that became the confidence thing of like, I could be in a crowd of 30 people at a most hated cookout going crazy. Or I could be in a crowd of 30 people on a 116th somewhere at a Father's Day cookout on Manhattan Avenue or something like that. But it's always the same mills. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think it's a confidence thing. There was way more than 30 people there on one of the most legendary days in contemporary Harlem's history. On the corner of the state building, the battle that rocked the nation. Kids were voluntarily registering for viruses to download this audio on LimeWire. It's me. I'm kids. The battle between J. Mills and Murder Mook, in my humble opinion, is what helped launch battle rap into mainstream. No, it was what a did that? It was so many people. I think that was my first battle that I ever saw in person. Like in person? Yeah. That shit was electrifying. What did it feel like in that moment? Do you remember? Um. I remember in the moment it wasn't a lot of people out there at first. Like we were standing up on like a um, like a picnic table, like in front of the uh, state building. It was a few of his homies. We had a few of the homies from uptown. It was some of the homies from Newark and all of that. Uh, Queens people there. It was it was a few people there. But I remember as the rounds went on, I remember I started seeing like like because we're standing up on the table. So I remember as the as the as the rounds go on, I'm starting to see like people get off the bus on 7th Avenue because it's like 7th Avenue and 125th. So that's my view from the table. It's like 125th Street going from Lenox to 7th. Because you're facing out to the street. I'm facing he's out. Facing, he's facing uptown. You facing out to the street. I'm facing the actual state building. I'm facing right. like, I'm looking at like Dr. J's White Castle. You know what I'm saying? Like Harlem Lanes. I'm at that I'm looking at like all of that. So as we're battling, first round, second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round, by the time we get to like the third round, I'm noticing like 
I can't really see the ground anymore. If you get what I mean, like I can't see the ground of outside of the state building anymore. It's just people. And I know they wasn't here when we first started because it was like it was a, it was a crowd, but it wasn't this. These people can't know what's going on right now. They can't know what they're watching right now. They, but they watching it. Like they're not walking away. And I think after once we realized that, it's like we started going a little crazy. If you notice, as the battle goes on, we get louder. We get close. We get like more aggressive because it's like, oh, this is like a show type show, like. You would get your abs ripped. Shorty, I got mad clips with bullets the size of Chinese crab sticks. Small time you ain't sticking nothing. Use a little nigga, I'll bet you and your bitch be humping. Listen to yourself, you spit like a youngin'. Damn, you still on that battle shit? Take your ass to 106 or something. Get a hustle, try to stack up your chips or something. Save up, try to lease some little whip or something. But please, just leave me the fuck alone. Stop trying to shine off me and come up on your own. Holmes, from what I heard, you could have been superb at hoops. But now you running around trying to spit words in groups. It don't matter. Mook murder or murder mook. Either way, this nigga pussy, my mother or murder mook. Yeah, I think I think it was dope. I, but I, it was even crazier to see it. I think when we when it hit the streets on like a DVD, on a Smack DVD, and um, people could see it in like dorm rooms. Mm, they could see it in. Other, yeah, other states, other states, other cities. Yeah. Um, the internet was becoming a thing. LimeWire and BearShare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So people could might not be. I used to listen. I used to listen to that on my iPod. What they might not can't get their hands on that DVD, but they know how to type in "Smack DVD Battle" and let it render. Right. I mean, let it just like resume for three days. You go. You go right. to work. Come home. <laughs> come back. That should be like thirty six percent. You be like. <laughs> that's how I used to get a lot of instrumentals. It's funny you ask me that, right? About the flow. And I say the bear share limewire thing. Around that time when we found that like limewire where you could download stuff and like that. I was such a R and B fanatic. I would download like the Osley brothers. Like for the love of you. I would download Renee and Angela, your smile. And I would find like an eight bar space in the beat. I would loop it and rap to that. Like I would rap to that. I would rap to Regina Bell, Baby Come To Me, because nobody else is going to rap to this. And you can't find this instrumental. I know you can't. I made it. I took the last eight bars of Get In The Mood from The Whispers and sped it up and made it three minutes and said one of my raps over it now. You know what I'm saying? So I I, I think yeah, that's yeah. That, that that's probably where the flow come from. Cause in my mind, when I'm rapping over them beats, I'm kind of still thinking about the original song in a way, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And then also to the point of what you were saying earlier, you don't even know what you're doing when you're doing it. Like you became your own producer. Yeah, you didn't even realize. The studio was a talk boy. You the talk <laughs> I don't boy? even know what that is. You remember the no. talk boy from Home Alone? It was like a Walkman that go around his hand and it had like a little microphone thing on it. That's how you used to record your first raps? I used to put the, I used to put a tape, probably like my mom's Freddie Jackson tape or something like that. She don't want that no more. Put some tissue tissue in the edges of it and then put that in there, hit record and play, put the getting jiggy with it, instrumental CD in the stereo, put the talk boy right there. 
You got to be right though, because if you get one thing wrong, you one take. Right, it's off. Right, right, right. I don't understand that. Once again, I'm learning on the job. I'm teaching myself how to one take. Because if I mess up, mm-hmm. I got to spoil up. Mm-hmm. I got to fuck boy tape. I got to start getting jiggy with it all over again. And I got to do this again. <laughs> right, right, right. It messed up right. Let's play on that. And now I'm rapping my raps from the from the sheet. And then I stop mm-hmm. that, stop that, and I listen back to it. Now, at this point, nobody knows what I'm doing. But I'm, I'm hearing myself in the Walkman. This, this shit. Oh, right. This is what I would sound like. Like, this is the type yeah. of shit I used to do in my crib as a kid. You know what I'm saying? So, when it, like, to bring everything, like, full circle. When the shit finally did happen, all of this type of shit made sense to me. You know what I'm saying? All of the... Watching all the videos, studying videos, studying people's flows, being a fan of certain type of music listening to this type of music, knowing what type of rapper I wanted to be, knowing what type of rapper that I would be accepted for too. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be out there talking about all of this gangster killing, killing, shoot em up type shit. When it's somebody that might live in Espinard that could be like, I went to school with Jarvis. He ain't never, he ain't that. Like, he, that right, right. Right. like nah, you'll never hear no stories like that about me because that never been me. Like, even when I was at the height of my career, I still came to all the most hated cookouts and stayed there until people started yeah. put my life in danger for nothing. Just because, yeah. my friends and, hey, I'm most hated. We here. And I just, I don't want to leave before the shots break out that I know are going to break out at some point because we have no security here. We all out here with you. But we don't care. We just bugging right now. I know that, but I'm here because I know I have to just be here. Like, yeah. you know So you learn, you learn oh. stuff like that. You learn, but also I hope you know that you doing that was and always so appreciated, right? Like it felt like you never, and not in a bad way that you, like you never got Hollywood on us, like, you know, like, and you always felt accessible in the best way. You know what I'm saying? Like, so much appreciated. Unfortunately, we was putting our lives at risk at sundown every year. Um, We all was, we all was, but- as kids, we didn't know. We was just happy to be doing something. Um, but I, I do want to say this. I'm happy that uh, we all figured out our way. Because mm-hmm. from where we from, it, it was really just like the basketball shit, um, sell drugs, or some rap shit. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us figured out other ways. A lot of us did take the basketball way. We took the music way, you know. Right. Some people sold drugs and did shit like that, but that's why I always tell Chia, I was like, I always rep bakery. Like, whatever he need for me, and the same thing he know, like, whatever he need for me, like, whatever he need me to do. Because it's like, yo, this is somebody I went to school with. It's no different than you being like, yo, this is like, like, I know Mills. Like, I could call Mills. I don't know what anybody else relationship is with Mills, but I know if I mm-hmm. need to call him or I need bro for anything, I could hit him. It's the same thing with me. I don't know if y'all know the owner of the bakery. I don't know if y'all can hit him and get daughter. I don't know if he'll come meet y'all somewhere last minute. I don't know if he'll drop what he's doing for you, but right. he also know that you may not drop what you're doing for him. He know I will though. You know what I'm saying? So right. I value that. Like You know what I'm saying? I value being able to see Clips with Nick Cannon on crazy or CV with Mary, yeah. like that's the dopest yeah. shit in the world to see V with Mary J. Blige. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, everybody might not make it 
doing, even to see you doing what you're doing. Like, I remember you used to pull clothes for me on some stylish yeah. shit. Yeah. Helping me with looks and stuff like that. that People was don't cool. even know. People don't even know that. That was cool when you was doing it. But think of all of the fucking things you did since then. Think of all the shit I've did since then. Like, living in my mom's crib, just trying to do some shit. Like, hey, I need some clothes, some videos. Like, yeah. what are videos for? I don't know. I'm just just something. Let's just work. Let's just do something. Yeah. To now, so yeah, I'd be I'd be happy. I'd be happy to see my friends like doing some dope shit or being able to just being able to stay in motion. You know what I'm saying? I know. Well, we all know this as we get older. It's easy to get stuck. It's easy to get like mm-hmm. and shit. You know, so it just be good to see people doing things. That's why when you hit me, I said, "Hell yeah, you got me!" Like whatever you need me for. Yes, the crybaby cried. Moving along. You were ill for a little while. I don't even know if a lot of people know that. And you took a lot of time off from rapping. What was the, and talk, say as much as you want to about that experience, but I really want to hear like, what was that comeback like for you? Mm, in 2015, I had a, well, it was really before 2015, but 2015 is when I went to the doctor and I found out I had a tumor growing in my, on the top of my vocal cords, like in my throat. So I had to have a tumor, a laser tumor removal out my throat. And I don't know, it was like, um, it was a little scary at first because I had never really had no sort of surgery. So I don't know, that, that, that was wild because that was kind of, it was kind of like a real like death scare. So I'm just happy I got through it. But yeah, I had a surgery um, 2015 and it took me a while to get my voice back. I couldn't talk for a few months, so I had to write things down. That was frustrating. I remember that was frustrating, like writing down like smiley faces for my daughter and stuff like that. She wanted to talk. It was weird. But I had so much music by the time I was able to uh, start speaking loud again because they told me don't like raise my voice. By the time I was able to start recording it, I probably had like 70 songs. But the problem was um, I had to get my... um, I guess the 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 base that comes with breathing, mm. I, I had to get that back um, from not talking for like a few months. So I was I got a lot of songs where it's like right before my surgery where I can't listen to them because it sounds like oh I can hear that tumor it's real raspy. But then I got songs from when I first started recording and it's like oh you sound like oh. <laughs> I had to get it back you know what I'm saying but shout out to Wayne because I was still young money at that time and like Wayne he was like you're going to be good man because I was super nervous for getting that, that surgery he was like you're going to be good man you're going to be good take as much time as you need I bounced back though it was dope I bounced back God bless because that was like a scary time for me yeah you did bounce back and I feel like when you came back I very randomly just remember like you were doing more freestyles and like you were really, really back outside. And I just felt so proud to like, you know, see you back in your bag in that way. I remember being like, man, I'm never going to procrastinate with music again. As much music as Mm. I I don't care if it's not selling. I don't care if it's not streaming like that. I don't give a fuck if it got to be therapeutic for me. But I just, I always revert back to those times where I couldn't make music, you know? So, yeah, if it seems like I oversaturate when I got my surgery, because I was pumping like 
a lot, a lot of music. Out. No, it was never oversaturation. It was much appreciated. And again, like I think it came at a time when we, I think, came of age during the like start of internet, like you were saying, mi gente, which mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about. <laughs> um, but you know, now it's like the mills. Then, if if y'all, if it was social media to the way it is now, yeah. like you know what I'm saying. But everything happens the way it needs to because I feel like. I don't, that was a special kind of magic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it, and it just got to live there. But what I think your comeback did was introduce people to this new version of Mills. Maybe you just discovered this freestyle on TikTok, right? Yeah. And that leads you to this, that, this, and that. But I hope, I hope you spend a month looking up battles yeah. Yeah. for the past 10 years, I you know? Crazy. That's dope that you recognize that too. I think after my surgery, I started rapping more reflective. Mm-hmm. It started sounding like I think I was trying to rap more about things that I had been through because at first it was trying to it, it was like you trying to rap about the things you want to do the things you want to get in your life and by the time I had the surgery I had already been platinum I had already been on tours billboard living on the 48th floor you got kids now. You know what I'm saying? So right, right, right. I kind of did majority of the things that I wanted to do. And I was at that point where now I was making new goals. But it's like, damn, are you going to get to even reach these goals? Or is this it? If it ended today, would you be content? Would you be good? Or is it more that you want to do? Are you blessed? Are you you want more? Are you you going to sound greedy? Are you, you know what I'm right. saying? Are you enjoying what God has given you right now? Yeah. So I think once I made it through that, I was able to rap from the side of, yeah, I know what it's like to be up and down. I know what it's like to be rich and poor, be rich again, bounce back. I know what it's like to lose stuff, have to get it back. But I was able to rap about that because I had been through it. And you ain't never go through it. And sometimes when you go through it, you don't want to show humility. You don't want to put yourself out there and make it seem like it was a time when you wasn't getting it. But after my surgery, it was like, man, I'm just lucky to even be able to say hello and you could hear me. Right. And I don't have to draw a smiley face and show it to you on a paper. Like Honestly, words fail me, Mills. Jersey and the rafters. Is there anything else you want to say on the way home? On the way home, um, I want my kids to be better and more successful than I ever was. Because that's my circle now. You know what I'm saying? You know me from being like, oh, it's all the homies, but it's like, nah. I live out in Cali, and like, I'm on the third floor in my house right now. You know what I'm saying? I lived in the third floor of an apartment building with a fire escape. My whole shit is three floors now. It's, you know what I'm saying? So it's like my life is, yeah, it's on the way home. It's like it's home. It's the, it's the family. Hey, Tiffany. It's Miss Mitzi. Are you almost home? <laughs> 